0: Welcome to the Podcast to Amplify show, the podcast for women leaders who are ready to spend less time feeding the algorithm and more focused time leveraging podcasting as a strategic tool to accelerate their business growth. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast launch strategist, mom of one, and Netflix chocoholic. You're in the right place if you want to learn everything you need to know about creating a strategic and intentional podcast that attracts high-quality leads and visibility opportunities for your business. Now, are you ready to amplify your voice, impact, and revenue? Then let's head into this week's episode. Hey there, and welcome to episode 108 of the Podcast to Amplify show. In today's episode, I'm debunking four huge misconceptions business owners have When it comes to monetizing a podcast. Now, have you ever believed that you need a huge audience to start a podcast or that the only way to make money podcasting is to find sponsors for your show? Or maybe you've wondered how many downloads does it take to monetize a podcast? If so, stick around because I'll be answering those questions and debunking those myths right now. So let's dive in. Myth number one sponsorships are the easiest way to monetize a podcast. The truth is independent or hobbyist podcasters may need sponsors, but as a business owner, you don't. Your own services and products can sponsor your show. That's how you make money and it's way, way easier than finding sponsors continuously throughout your podcasting journey. What you may not know is many sponsors look for a minimum of 3,000, 5,000 listeners per episode, and many podcasting business owners starting out just won't have these numbers. And it's likely that it's going to take years to build up to this point. Plus sponsors, they pay peanuts, something like, I think it's $25 per thousand downloads or thereabouts. Now I don't know about you, but I would much rather focus on converting my listeners into my four figure podcast launch program than focus on getting a couple hundred quid a month from a sponsor. Plus, in my opinion, There's the added stress of having to find a new sponsor every few months, doing those negotiations each and every time, like, snooze fest. That's not for me at all. But am I saying that you can't have sponsors for your show? Absolutely not. I am saying that they aren't the best or the easiest way to make money from your podcast as a business owner. Selling your own services, programs, masterminds, courses, digital products, will be a hell of a lot easier and more profitable too. But let me tell you about my client, Danielle. You might have listened to her episode. I think it's episode 56. I invited Danielle onto the podcast to share her podcast launch experience and some of the early wins, successes that she experienced a few weeks after launching her podcast. So if you've listened To the episode, what I'm about to say won't surprise you. But if you haven't, definitely tune in because it's a very inspiring story. And if you're like on the fence about starting your podcast, I truly believe that Danielle's experience, her wins, her successes will give you the push that you need to get started. But Danielle, at the time of recording this episode, is almost 18 months into her podcasting journey. So we launched her podcast in February 2022 her show has continued to grow every single month. But at the time that we launched her show, Danielle alongside, and I don't recommend doing this because it can be stressful, but Danielle was also planning to launch her course. I think that was going to be her third or fourth time launching this course. And as she shares in the episode, She launched the course two weeks after her podcast launched and she got her highest sales. And we believe that a huge part of that is because of her podcast, because her first few episodes, so I think she would have released five or six episodes by the time her course went live, but they were created strategically to warm up her audience. As Danielle has continued to podcast, I think within her first year, she has landed three different sponsors. She also uses a little bit of affiliate marketing. So to my point, you can monetize your show in different ways. I'm not saying that, you know, sponsors are the worst thing ever. But the point I'm trying to make here is that Danielle started by monetizing her own podcast by selling spots on her course. She has since gone on to create a mastermind. She does workshops. We are constantly switching out ads on her podcast to support whatever program or service it is, whether it's free or paid whatever program or service it is that she is launching that month or that quarter. So that's something to keep in mind. But the thing that I really want to emphasize here is if you are like a lot of business owners that I've spoken to, you haven't started your podcast because you believe that you need to have sponsors, that is holding you back. I want you to take away from this episode That that is not the case. You as a business owner can sponsor your own show. Okay, myth number two: to monetize your podcast, you need thousands of downloads. The truth is, the number of downloads you have mean nothing when it comes to making money from your show. I know right now you're probably looking at you know business owners that you look up to. Big gurus, you see that they have a big a big podcast, and you may be thinking that's the goal, that's where you need to be in order to seem see the same level of success. But I can promise you, and I say this confidently, that most of them aren't making money from their podcast. Yep, because I have been in the same situation where I have looked at people who are hundreds of episodes in, they get lots of engagement when they share their podcast on social media, and then I have a coffee chat with them or they sign up to work with me and they have confessed that they have not gotten one lead. So I'm not plucking this out of thin air. Yes, their audience loves their content. Yes, they get value from their you know, listening every week, but those listens often do not translate into paying clients or maybe students for their courses, whatever their program or service is. And that is usually because they don't have a strategy. When they launched their podcast, they didn't really think about how the show, the podcast was going to support the growth of their business, how the podcast was going to fit into their marketing strategy. And so there was no plan. They're just putting out content that obviously, like I said, their listeners love, but it's not helping their listeners to see how they can help them to move from problem to transformation. As with anything in this online space, don't look at what other people are doing and thinking, oh, they're successful because you just do not know. My clients usually see results from their podcast within 90 days of launch. Most within 30 days of launch. And as I've talked about on the podcast before, results are different for everyone, right? These look different for everyone depending on the podcasting goals that we set at the start of us working together. But for the purpose of this, you know, dispelling this myth, let's talk about the result of generating leads from their podcast. And we're going to talk about my lovely client, Natalie, who... Back in episode 106, so not that long ago, Natalie and I talked about her podcast launch experience and the amazing wins that she received, she achieved within a few weeks of launching her show. So back when Natalie launched her podcast in February 2023, so just a few months ago, yes, she had an audience of over 8,000 Instagram followers. Yes, she had a good size email list but not all her followers or email trans subscribers transitioned into podcast listeners. That's important to know, right? Just because someone's got 10k followers on Instagram does not automatically mean that they have 10,000 podcast listeners. That's the first point. In fact, a very small percentage of her followers became listeners, especially in those early days. Because you need to remember, what is it? 3% of our Instagram followers see our posts. So if they're not seeing our posts, that doesn't mean that means that they haven't heard about the podcast. And if they don't know about the podcast, they can't listen, right? So as I mentioned, or as Natalie shared in the episode we did together, she secured a new five-figure client into her mastermind within a few weeks of her podcast launching. So by episode five. So when we launched with three episodes on launch day, a couple of weeks later, she signed brand new client and Natalie was getting less than a hundred downloads per episode, especially at that time of being a new podcast. So again, download numbers are great to look at when you're analyzing your podcast overall performance, but they are absolutely not I can't stress this enough. They are not a metric that you should obsess over, that you should focus on. And most importantly, you should not measure your success by podcast downloads. This is something that I I fucking get a billboard and stick it in every single country so that more female business owners will know about it. Do not obsess over podcast downloads. In fact, I've done a podcast episode on this exact topic, episode 62. Tune in to find out what you should be focusing on instead for continued growth. Okay, to myth number three. Monetization requires a large audience to start. This is something that many business owners believe they need to have a massive audience before they start in order for their podcast to be successful, but this couldn't be further from the truth. The truth is your podcast helps you grow your audience over time. So the number of social media followers you have, the number of email subscribers you have right now means nothing, it doesn't matter because your podcast will help you grow. You will attract new listeners over time, convert them into Instagram followers, email subscribers. You can convert them into your Facebook group, whatever ways you have of engaging with your audience, you can convert your podcast listeners into those spaces. As the age old saying goes, quality over quantity. It's not about having the most podcast listeners. In fact, having a smaller highly engaged audience can often be more valuable than having a large audience which could in high probability be disengaged. I want to use myself as a little bit of an example here. When I started this podcast in June 2021, I'd only started my business in September 2020 as a virtual assistant and then I transitioned into podcast management in January, 2021. I didn't have an email list. I probably had maybe a couple hundred followers on Instagram, and I won't lie to you, most of them were not my ideal client. There were people in my niche, or people, other service providers who had absolutely no interest in starting a podcast or had a podcast for me to support them with in terms of management. And my LinkedIn profile, was full of connections from my corporate life right so I was essentially starting at zero and here I am now two years later with an email list albeit small because I only started it a couple months ago nearly a thousand Instagram followers most of which are aligned with the type of woman that I want to support and a podcast that generates leads for my business that allows me to market my business in a fun and sustainable way and has opened opportunities such as podcast swaps, the opportunity to speak in someone's membership. Like if I hadn't started this podcast because I believe that I needed a huge audience in order to start, I don't know if I would have ever started because number one, What does a large audience mean to you? What does a large audience mean to me? For some, it could be 10K. For me, it could be, I don't know, 2K. I'm still not at 2K. So on that basis, would I have started? Probably not. If you're listening to this and you already have a podcast, this conversation still applies to you. Like I have done audits for clients in the past whose focus has been growing, 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 growing. Or maybe I have just launched with a client and as soon as the launch happens, they've moved quickly into how do I grow my podcast? I need some strategies to grow my podcast. Whereas I'm very much of, let's take a hot minute, (laughs) right? Let's find our feet, let's find our rhythm. Let's see how our content is landing. And then in 90 days, we make tweaks. We think about at that point, a growth strategy, because when you start to do too much at the same time, it can quickly lead to overwhelm. So if you're listening to this and you too have been focused on growing your show in terms of increasing how many people, the number of people who listen to your podcast, but you are not seeing a return on investment from your show, eh, stop, stop maybe let's have a conversation. Let's kind of have a look at why you're not seeing that return because more listeners does not equal more money or more results. You can absolutely see results, as we talked about in myth number two, from having a smaller listenership. The number of downloads that you have, you know, the number of listeners that you have, have nothing to do with getting results from your podcast. Okay. So if that's you, let's have a chat. You know how to contact me on Instagram. Let's have that conversation. And finally, myth number four, your podcast is a place where you educate your audience, not sell to them. This is something that I have heard from the very beginning. I even heard it a couple of days ago when I did a strategy session with a client. And it's true, providing valuable, informative content is crucial for building that no-like trust and fostering a loyal and engaged engaged listenership. But it doesn't mean that you should completely shy away from the opportunity to make money from your show. Like, let's call a spade for a spade. A few years ago, I felt icky saying that, make money from your show, because all these big podcasting gurus were making it sound as though you're creating a crime. But actually, if you're delivering all this value to your podcast listeners, and then you just, you mention nothing about how you can support them beyond your podcast, you are actually doing them a disservice. And that was the aha moment that I had for myself because I spent months, at least I think 18 months producing content. If you go back to the earlier episodes of this podcast, they are very step-by-step. I have had listeners reach out to me and say that they've launched their podcast smoothly, efficiently, easily as a result of this podcast. And I don't regret it at all, but it comes a point where, yes, you're creating all this valuable content because you want to help your audience. But you know, and I know that you can help them even more in your containers, in your programs, in your offers. But if you don't talk about your programs, your offers, your containers, you're not going to be able to get them that big transformation that they want, that they need because there's only so much value there's only so much support they can get from a 15 30 minute podcast episode so keep that in mind your podcast can be an excellent channel for promoting your pod, your products and services as long as you do it in a thoughtful authentic way like we're not here about the bro marketing we're not here to like shove your offers and your services down your listeners' throats. Like I'm not here for that. But there are ways that you can sell on your podcast where your audience, your listeners see it in a helpful way rather than, a oh my goodness, she's just here to sell to me. I'm just going to go and listen to someone else. Like we're not here for that. Okay. And I've talked about this before. I think it's episode 98. About how you can do this so easily where your, your audience don't feel like they're being sold to by aligning your podcast content with your offers. So it's a very strategic plan. It's something that I work on with my clients, but it's all about thinking about what do they need to know? What do they need to believe? What myths do you, a bit like this episode, what myths do you need to bust so that they can see that what they believe isn't true so that they can take the next steps to work with you? So check out episode 98 if you want to learn more about how you can align your content with your offers. But I primarily want you to remember that monetizing your podcast does not mean compromising your values or your beliefs. You're not betraying the trust of your audience. As some sales coaches would say, selling is serving. I remember when I first started out and I heard that phrase, I was like, huh? (laughs) But I get it now. You provide all this value in your podcast episode and you know, you know, if they work with you, what type of transformation they will get. It will be so much bigger than this podcast episode. So sell, sell, sell. It's all about finding the right balance between educating and offering relevant solutions that will genuinely add value to their lives. There is absolutely no reason for you to wait to share with your audience what you offer. In every single episode, share stories People love storytelling. Talk about your client wins, how you helped your client move from point A to point B. Provide details about your program and services and then make that invitation. Make the invitation so that your listeners buy from you. It really is as simple as that. If any of these misconceptions have been holding you back from starting your podcast, I really hope that after listening to this episode, I have helped you to see different. I hope that you no longer believe them and you might be one step closer to actually starting your show. You can get paid from your podcast by selling your own services and products. You do not need a sponsor. You shouldn't place a huge focus on download numbers or view them as a measure of your podcast success. They are simply one of the many metrics that help you determine how your show is performing so that you can make tweaks and improvements along the way. You do not need a huge audience to get started. Or if you're already podcasting right now, you shouldn't focus all your energy on growing, 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 because you think you need more listeners to see a financial return on investment from your show. Remember, more listeners does not equal to more sales. And you absolutely can sell and you should sell from your podcast in a non-icky, authentic way. I promise you, your listeners will not be offended. In fact, by sharing your expertise and how you can help them move away from the problems they're experiencing to the transformation they truly want and desire, that's everything. That is everything and what you should really focus on. So if you are ready to launch your podcast, my Amplify VIP day could be the perfect solution for you. We'll work together on your podcast strategy so you're clear on who you're speaking to, the content you should create to engage and convert your audience, the one offer you're driving them to and how you'll drive them to that offer, plus how you'll get your podcast in front of new people so you can continue to grow each and every month. And did I mention me and my team will be doing all the backend stuff. So all you have to do is hit record. If that sounds like exactly the type of support you need, let's chat. 15 minutes, Zoom, head on over to www.tobusytopodcast.co.uk slash contact to book your call and let's discuss working together. You can also find the link in the show notes. Well, I hope you found this episode helpful. And I will see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Podcast to Amplify show. I want to hear from you. Reach out on Instagram and let me know your next action step towards creating a strategic and intentional podcast that grows your business and personal brand. Also, can I ask a favor? Can you share this episode on your story so more impact-driven female business owners just like you, are encouraged to use their voices to make a global impact. Thanks so much, and I'll see you in the next episode.